Welcome to Strength After Stillbirth podcast. I'd like to thank you for joining the podcast today and hopefully listening to some empowering words and encouragement from our stillbirth and pregnancy loss community. Um, Since we started in November, I've just been connecting with some amazing, amazing women from all over the world. And today I'd like to present a lovely lady called April, all the way from Colorado in the USA, who's going to share her story. And hopefully somebody in the world will benefit from what she has to share today. Welcome, April. Thank you, Millie, for having me. Amazing that you're doing this, by the way. Oh, and you know, I'm just thoroughly grateful that, you know, you've got the courage and, you know, you're ready to share your story because, um, and I've seen some of your posts as well, and you can see that you are wanting to be heard and wanted to share. What's your baby called again? Uh, Ty? Yes, yes, Tatum. So, yeah, we want to honour him. We want to honour you. And so we're going to go straight into it, April. And do you want to share your story and be as vulnerable as you need to be, have as many breaks as you want. If you want to record, stop recording and try another day, we can do that as well. So there's no pressure. So go on then, April. Let us shine. Tell us all about Tatum. All right. So we have a toddler now. She's three months old. Her name is Carson. Um, she's months before, and she was begging for a little sister or baby. Like we asked her what she wanted, and she always wanted a little sister. So um, my husband and I decided to finally try, and it took a couple months, but we finally got pregnant. And it was exciting because, like her little, her big sister asked, she got a little sister as you know a new sibling. And my pregnancy was normal it was just like my first um first trimester was very difficult I was really sick um so it's just they were both really similar pregnancies and everything was was going good all the checkups she was healthy her heartbeat you know everything was was really good it wasn't up until December 23rd of last year um that I was at work and I remember Um, I'm a store manager at the Starbucks in my hospital that I work for. Um, So it's opening up a new store, um, which is very stressful, but um, I pulled through and I just remember that day, it was really busy in the morning and um, I started to feel some movements, but not as much as I was used to. Um, So I got home and I told my husband, I haven't felt Tata move a lot said we'll lay down and see if that'll that'll help so I got my daughter ready for bed and I laid with her and I just waited to feel her move and she didn't I went to go eat some strawberries because anything sweet she would move instantly and she didn't so I know the doctors always recommend don't have a Doppler at home you know because that'll always freak you out but we had one and I stood there laying down just um, trying to find a heartbeat and I told my husband after a couple minutes I can't find it usually it's not this hard to find it and so he advised me you know let's call the doctor the OBGYN on call and we did and I explained to her what was going on and she told me um, 
you know, babies are usually sleeping. I was 34 weeks at the time. And, um, you know, she said she's probably sleeping, but if you want a peace of mind, come to labor and delivery. And I just knew in my gut something was wrong because I, I, I understand babies sleep, but not for this long, especially when I where it was eating something. And um, we rushed to labor and delivery, and it was a very silent car ride. And as we approached the hospital, um, told my husband like this this is this is not okay something is very wrong with COVID and everything the hospital ruled you know I had to go in first through emergency and then had my husband had to wait in the car until he was called up so I felt like a very long hallway walk to to labor and delivery but I went by myself and I was checked in and I told the nurse that was there um my baby's heartbeat and you know they always try to make sure you're you're at ease and she said well uh everything's gonna be fine let's go find it um they put the you know the big the heartbeat monitors that they have at the hospital and um she was struggling um she couldn't find it and at that moment i knew um that she just wasn't there anymore especially because she called the other nurse and said I need your help and um, I just knew and I wanted my husband there so I asked them if he could come up and he, he was allowed to and the other nurse came in tried to do the monitor as well nothing and I asked her is this normal and she said it's not so that's kind of what my heart started to sink a little bit more and I knew um, that my baby was gone and my husband came in and he saw me crying and I just I told him she's gone and so our they called my doctor um, who was there right away um, and they brought in the imaging tech and he did an ultrasound and um, I tried not to look but I did look at the monitor and it's just a still baby she wasn't moving and I just remember my husband um, asking over and over again is there a heartbeat is there a heartbeat no answer he asked about four times and finally our doctor looked at us and he said I'm sorry and everything was a blur um, just silence at first and then just disbelief my husband got really sick instantly and looking back it still doesn't seem real I feel like I'm in disbelief in a stage of disbelief like I haven't been able to fully grieve her loss um you know when you're in the delivery room you expect uh to have your baby you don't hear about these things as often you hear about miscarriages but until I lost my baby girl I, I never heard about stillbirths as much I never knew that was a possibility you know after 13 weeks you think you're in the clear like everything's good you know you can announce it you can you know you're, you're good to go um you, 
know, and I know mom's experienced full term stillbirths, you know, we were so close at 34 weeks, you know, six weeks from now, she should have been here. So on Christmas Eve, I gave birth to her, and just sitting in the hospital waiting for that to happen was, was really hard, because when she came out, it's like complete silence. You're expected to hear cries and cheers and, you know, your baby's here, but it's quite the opposite. So seeing her come out the way she did was traumatizing. Um, you know, you, they they do everything that they would on, on, on a baby that's alive. They clean her up and take measurements and you hear silence. Sorry, I'm, I'm really emotional today as well. <laughs> Get yourself some tissue, whatever you need, my darling. It's absolutely fine. Thank you. Um, and I think the silent part was very, very difficult. You know, because you're just seeing your your little baby, just lifeless. You know, and I, I know her her soul was already in, you know, in, at peace. Um, but just seeing that, I think that it's very difficult for me to to try again you know for a rainbow baby and I know I want to but you know after you you go through that it's very just I mean there's no other world than like worse and, and cruel and just you truly get PTSD from it you know I I got to hold her and I'm glad I did I thought I wouldn't be able to do it but I remember when I was getting ready to push I kept telling my nurse and my doctor I can't do it I'm not going to do it. I don't want to. I couldn't. Um, but I'm glad I pulled some strength, you know, that she gave me already up in heaven to, to get her out. And I slept with her almost the whole night. I didn't want to let her go. She was very cold, you know. And But I'm glad I got the time with her. And I'm glad my husband did too. And you, you want to walk out of the hospital room with your baby, not empty-handed. So that was also very, very difficult. As we were walking out, I heard a newborn right next door. So, you know, you want that to be you. And that wasn't the case. So, but, you know, that's... I'm trying to become at peace knowing she's in a better place. Obviously, there's a lot of why me's and, you know, what did I do wrong? Should I have gone to the doctor earlier? You know, if I really listened to, to my body, um, you know, it's hard because I, I work in the hospital. And I went back to work three weeks later because the only way I knew how to deal with something so tragic is just work. It's hard going in those doors the same way I came out without our baby, uh, seeing the nurses see I see the imaging tech every single day and that brings back my my emotions and um it's unfair to him but I feel so much anger when I see him and you know it's not his fault and I'm starting to to, you know be at peace with it a little bit um but it's definitely hard because a lot of the staff members saw me there pregnant so until this day, I'm still getting asked, oh my God, you had your baby. 
did, but you know, she just didn't make it. Um, it's easier to say that now. Um, as you know, we are friends on Facebook and I share that a lot on, on my page. Um, I was never one to share something so personal, but something just in me wanted to to be the voice for Jada. You know, she's not forgotten. She was my baby. She was she was here. She she's a she's alive in me in a way. Um, and I've had many moms reach out to me um, that I didn't know about have a miscarriage or a stillbirth that they felt they needed to know keep it within themselves and I understand that and respect that um but if I can just be a voice that this happens it's unfortunate but it happens um you know I I probably am helping someone somewhere out there and um it's just until this day doesn't feel real because I have my toddler I feel like I haven't been fully able to grieve because I'm busy with her, I'm busy with work, that I don't have time, and same with my husband, we don't have time for ourselves to just be sad and cry, because we don't want her to see us sad. Um, it feels like you've had to fast track a lot of things, yeah, to be honest, yeah. And, and yeah, it does, um, but today I want you just to be in that moment with Tatum, yeah. with us, with everybody internationally who's going to listen to this and let it be a part of not fast-tracking you anywhere because yeah. we want to share you and we want to share Tatum as well. Um, but it is very early days, you know, this Christmas, new, it was a Christmas Eve, you know, January, yeah. February, March. Wow, it's really, really brave. It's like very, really early um, and I've got to give it to you. You're, you're amazing. Yeah, Thank you're you. amazing. I mean, I think I think at three months, I was still trying to get my head around it. I was still mm-hmm. trying to... I was just about getting out of bed, and I think mm-hmm. I just managed to take my son back to nursery again because I wouldn't let him go. I kept, yeah. I just kept him next to me. It was the only reason that I got out of bed. Um, but what a blessing is that, you know, your oldest daughter as well. You know, what a blessing... Oh my gosh, yes. Because some mums don't have that gift to begin with. They lose their first stillbirth. You know, they have a stillbirth from their first child. But how was... Is it Rebecca, did you say? Your Uh, your daughter? Carson. Carson, Carson. So how how was... (laughs) Sorry. So How was Carson... um, When you got home, when you give Carson a hug, what was the scenario and how did you move on? from there yeah we went back Christmas morning and we got home and we waited to tell her um uh we just you know spent Christmas like nothing happened almost um let her open the presents and you know just although something tragic happened we wanted to be present and cheerful for her um, it wasn't until the next day, I believe, we told her, um, you know, baby sister's out of mommy's tummy, and she's in heaven. She, you know, being three, I don't think, you know, we're three years old, you don't really grasp those things and get those feelings. 
she thinks heaven is, is a person because mm-hmm. she'll constantly ask, can we call heaven so I can call my baby sister with heaven's number? <laughs> so, and, you know, and she's just so innocent and doesn't, and doesn't know, but little by little, she just knows the baby sister that she calls flower <laughs> is, yeah, is in heaven and, and not here. And, you know, I'll have my moments when I'm crying and she's like, do you miss baby sister? Yeah, so she's been very healing in a way, and you know I am very blessed she's here with us. And I can't imagine now something like this happening and not having her. I think that'd be a lot harder. Um, but she's she's been my healer, both mine and my husband. She's been our healer and our escape in a way. So yeah, that's beautiful. Really. Yeah. So, what did what did Tatum look like? Did she have your hair? Did she have? Oh my gosh! Your she eyelashes. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, she looked exactly like Carson did. Same nose. It's it's like a spitting image of her when she was born. Um, only a two pound difference. My daughter was very small. She was born five pounds. Tatum was three. Um, but the only difference was she had very light brown hair like her dad. Um, my husband has dirty blonde hair, um, so she had very light brown hair, just the cute little button nose that my husband has, um, the same lips as Carson did, um, and very just cute. <laughs> oh, uh, that, very and, beautiful. Uh, and it's nice that you got to cuddle her all mm-hmm. night and, uh, and and you know, and keep her next to you and I'm surprised you went home so soon is it because of Christmas you wanted to get back did they we, not want exactly. to keep exactly we wanted to leave the hospital as soon as possible mm-hmm. I wanted to just feel these feelings and be at home and not at the hospital where you know just alone with my husband and the room just felt cold yeah. the opposite of you know when you have your baby, you know, it's all cheerful and bright. This just felt cold and and lonely, even though he was there. Um, we just wanted to leave, and we kept asking, um, and, uh, Christmas morning, can we leave now? Can we leave now? Yeah. Like, let's go. So, you, you know, you had Carson to see and the presents to open, so very, very, you know, good distractions to keep things ticking over. Um, how soon did you do you know what was the memorial service and how soon was all that if you don't mind so, no of course um we decided to do a cremation um we moved actually five days after it all happened so we were very busy just unpacking moving moving stuff but we are in our dream home we like to say and we just thought you know this isn't the destination where I'm being forever and I want to be able to take her with us everywhere so we just thought I never thought of, about cremation I always thought about a real rule if I lost you know a very very close loved one to me but I wanted to, to keep her close and um, we had to wait a couple weeks um, because they sent her two hours away to do the autopsy and we got her back and um, we didn't really have a ceremony just because of COVID. Um, so the funeral home was amazing. Um, they were, he was very sweet and said, I will call you when we're about to do the cremation um, just to let you know when exactly it's happening. And we kind of, my mom 
my husband and I just had a little ceremony of ourselves at home while it was happening. And I just sent her off. Um, and yeah, so now it took, um, I want to say, just a couple of days after the cremation, I get her um, to bring her home. So she's here with us. We have a little corner. We call it Tatum's Corner, where we have her and her picture and just flowers. And our friends have been so just supportive and, and amazing that they've done just cards that say Tatum or like a block with her name on it. We just have her name everywhere there. Just They've been sending us, you know, uh, little gifts for her and it adds to her memorial. So. It's really nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's really sweet. Um, I had a really good question in my head and I totally lost it. <laughs> totally lost it. Yeah. But so, so you had a house move and then also then two weeks after, then you had the, 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 the cremation for baby. Um, and three weeks later, you went back to work. And obviously, his little one in kindergarten at school? She's in preschool, preschool. pre-K, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, that's what I mean by not being able to grieve, yeah. you know, we, it happened, we had to move, um, you know, we decided to go back to work, um, so it's, it's been busy, and even now it's it's kind of like a, a waiting game because we still haven't gotten her autopsy report back. I know with, with little babies, and I had no idea, it takes about two to three months, even more, to get results so that's still pending so I feel like I can't really be at peace without knowing exactly what happened to her that that makes sense it's crazy so how long it takes you know there's possibilities I mean when she came out the cord Mm. you know you hear about the cord being around her neck Mm. hers was around her lower belly Mm. and her leg Mm. um so our doctor thinks that's a possibility, but the, I also got tested for antibodies for COVID and I had them. Mm. So I had to have COVID um, as well, but I had no symptoms. Okay, yeah. So mm. I, I wouldn't have had any idea. So yeah. that could have taken, you know, maybe she got it. So I don't know, it's just the waiting game that's very hard, just not knowing exactly. I 100% what... understand that. Yeah, you can't you can't sit down and process anything till you have the full list of answers yeah yeah um um what i was gonna ask i had a really good question again and it just flew out of my head um as for support when you did come out come home obviously this christmas everyone's busy with their families how was your support system and your partner how was he he has been a trooper he has been so amazing his strength just is unbelievable to me. You know, when these things happen, everyone thinks about the mom and not so much about the father, but they lost the baby too. So I feel like he's just trying to be strong for me, which he has been. Um, but I know he's hurting too, but we just balance each other and we know when we're having bad days to kind of just let those days be. My mom lives with us, actually, so she's been very helpful with Carson and just giving us support. Our families have been supportive. Um, we've been getting sent meals every Friday um, just from, from locals, just from our town that heard and that, that they're being supportive there. So we've had 
we've been fortunate to have a very good support system. That's really nice. My friends, yeah, everybody. And and what I find as well, and that's really nice that that's really nice that you've got that spot even a meal you know saving you having to yeah. sometimes you don't have the energy to think about yeah. and then you've got little one to feed as well and but what I was going to ask was um I know moving home obviously and if it's your dream home then you'll feel guilty going on holiday <laughs> yeah. you feel guilty leaving it for a few days because you what you've just moved into a new home and you want to leave it so that's yeah. that's another guilt that you have to try and process is how do we go get some respite and R&R when we just move into a new home and we've got everything yeah. we want and then still waiting for the results so yeah I think it's not long it's going to be soon I think once you do get your answers then you can probably say let's go and have a weekend where we can just be by the beach and just yeah. watch the rivers crash and you know yeah just be still and you know you can write your blogs from there you know you could do whatever yeah. you comes into your mind and you know and share it with us because we'd love to read it um yeah. and even the story about you know heaven and heaven is a person and how Carson comes out with all these lovely and and that's another thing as well for example what if you did like a children's book where Carson talks about her little baby sister in heaven yeah, and that'll, yeah. that'll be something lovely for say a, a sibling or someone to read and a, a parent to say look here's a book and this is what happened in this story now that is that's where our baby's gone and so yeah. you know what I mean I mean that's, that's something yeah. yeah and it's so lucky. so vulnerable and it, so li- innocent exactly and that's and we don't that's what we want her to think you know she's in this amazing whether it be a person having the person you know she's taken care of with this heaven and you know she's having fun and you know I that I want her to keep that positive mindset you know that she's okay and you know we miss her but she's fine where she is my, my youngest my youngest rainbow baby she um <laughs> she was three and she had an imaginary friend called Dave so everywhere she would go Dave, sit down and eat your food. And I'm like, why Dave of all the names, Dave? But yes. It's just how, I mean, maybe um, Carson could be like, right, Tatum, come on, let's go play. You know, it's that beauty of having a sibling and going to play dolls and yeah. having that imaginary friend. And I am yeah. quite spiritual, so I do believe that our angels are with us. Our angels are looking after their brothers and sisters as well. Yeah. And also... Um, I've read this somewhere and it might give you some sort of comfort. Um, I'm going to find it and I will tag you. So when the baby is in our stomach, and obviously in our stomach, in, in our uterus, and obviously we have them or we don't, we do carry their cells in our body for the rest of our life. So a part of them still stay with us physically, oh, physiologically. Wow. So when I find that, I will send it to you and tag it to you because yeah. it made me feel so... I don't know, it made me feel a bit more loved in one sense like you know he's there in yeah. in my body in my soul just yeah. with me because I've got part of him living inside me do you know what I mean amazing yeah wow yeah <laughs> I'm gonna find that wow. I'm gonna find that I'm have, definitely yeah. have to share that um but yeah so you know honoring her and living her life through or with Carson and you know that is a, how can I say, you know, that is 
a, a legacy as well that you're continuing and then you know somebody who her he is about cast and story and her sharing titans ex, you know yeah sorry tatums um yeah. you know um you know belief of where she is and how she is it's a lovely insight to see that or oh, listen to that it'll be lovely and heartwarming <laughs> but yeah april that was it really i just really wanted you to give me a bit of your time and to really share where you are and although you think um i haven't got anything you have got so much in such a short time you're so blessed and i'm sure you know if tate i know tatum's not here but where Tatum is you know around you in heaven she she's so proud of mommy and daddy and I'm we sure we feel her everywhere yeah. we like to say when the sun sets there's cotton candy skies where it's blue and pink and that's her oh. like, so we love to to watch the sunset or the sunrise and that just makes me happy because it's like I'd like to think that's her just saying hi mom and dad good night mom and dad feel her and find her and everything we we do that on a night as well so when we say our prayers on a night with the kids we always say good night so and so good night so and so and we say good night to the brother as well our little oh, angel baby yeah. so my youngest who's now seven she'll go good night miraz they'll call him he's called miraz and they'll be like bye miraz good night um, good night so <laughs> the fact that we remember him and, and every time i get like a birthday card there'll be his name in there too um so you know we love to like honor him in, in that way as well um so what other than you finding answers and closure what would you like to what is your kind of next step um do you have any annual leave from work you can take um any any holidays you can look at having some time out or something like that you know we yeah we're actually going to take my daughter Carson to Disney World oh. that's kind of we're in a, I mean with covid and everything we obviously couldn't vacation so now mm. you know we're still in, in in this pandemic here but just to be able to get out and and watch her happiness brings us happiness and just being away from work being away from here and being distracted of a reality um we're looking forward to that well, very very much april april what do you need though what is it that you would love to have just if you look at april as a outside person not not yourself what would you say right april i think you should do xyz just for your self healing self love yeah i man, i think if i were to tell myself that to just no oh, it's a hard question to yeah. just let her feel you know let her feel her sadness don't take things for granted, you know, don't get upset um at Carson at my husband life is is really too short and we've got to experience that obviously so just to to live in the moment you know I think that's very important and I think yeah. that's what I need to to remind myself just to live in the moment let things be and just just, just go with it be grateful yeah i mean it is difficult i mean i went through it i actually was angry and i didn't see my son who was 3 at the time i didn't see him for the miracle he was because i was too busy being upset and angry with my loss 
So I wasn't, he wasn't getting the love that he would usually get. He wasn't getting the compassion that he would usually get. And now that I think about it, it breaks my heart. It breaks yeah. my heart. But I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm hoping it's a, it's, it is a, one of the normal reactions that you can have. Um, but yeah, I mean, if I could advise anybody, I would just say exactly what you said there. Like, really take time to realise the blessings that you do have. Yeah. Yeah. And... We're, we're so easy to just get upset about something so small so simple and you know let it take over us that we forget to sometimes to just like let it go you know as moms you know when we go through this parents you know you really go through the worst thing imaginable that you it puts life into perspective it really just shows you how precious little things are little details and how unimportant Know it is to be so upset about something so silly. Yeah. Um, so, and freedom's really put perspective. Good. In our life. Good. But I know if you're like me, we like to do like a thousand things and thousand miles per hour because that's the kind of people we are. But say Rainbow Baby time in the future, because my baby lost my baby at 37 weeks, so not too far from yours. So, yeah. and I know I was going at 100 miles per hour then, grocery shopping, yeah. kids, driving, lifts, everything. What yeah. would you tell April in the future to be prepared for and look out for for next time round, if, you know, if that is what you yeah, wish? Yeah, to, to take the breaks you need. Sometimes when you're in go mode, you feel like you have to be in go mode all the time and you don't listen to your body and... You know, I had to open Starbucks. It was, it's a brand new store there at the hospital. So it's really constantly just going back and forth so much that I feel like I could have taken more breaks. So to really just listen to your body, it's okay to not do nothing sometimes. It's okay to just rest. Especially, you know, after going through this now, take the time you need, take an extra day off. Who cares? Like, listen to your body. Yeah, that's really good. And then also, I forgot to ask this at the beginning. Did you get your blood work done? Did you check? Did they check your bloods? They did. Everything was normal. Yeah. Um, everything was normal. I mean, there was nothing out of the ordinary. It wasn't yeah. until after they saw some things. I had a lot of blood clots. Mm-hmm. My, there was no really much any liquid. Yeah. I believe it wrapped it's like am- amniostesis and yeah so I had very similar and um, what uh, happened to me and if, if you do listen to some of the what, what I'm finding in a lot of these podcasts is so blood clots and um, a lot of women and a lot of us next time round were put on heparin so it's basically a type of blood thinner yeah. So we were supposed we so the second the third and fourth round of having a baby my rainbow babies I had to have baby aspirin and sorry get a, an injection every day. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. To thin my blood and I was getting the injection on my stomach till it went black and bruised and then I moved on to my thighs. But it just meant that I had to get the blood thin enough so there's that you know that movement and there's no clots yeah. and stuff I mean they diagnosed me to have protein C deficiency which is environmental not heredity hereditary but it just 
they're saying that uh, my blood can clot quickly and the antiocardiolipin antibody which they said it was can happen if i move area or if my if my levels of stress are really high my environment as well so that can change your physiology it's bizarre so yeah um i think you know hopefully next time round please consult and ask about your you know the blood thinners and you know making sure that because stress can cause maybe the blood to get thicker do you know what I mean you know a lot of a lot of pressure if you're if you're under um so yeah um last question because I know I've I've took so much content off you today you're amazing April so sorry I had to I had to have a little tear today a little cry um so what would you advise from the tiniest of thing a mom who's just had the news or had the in, um, instinct that something's not right and then they get the news as soon as they've processed a little bit that you know that you know that blurry phase kind of dis- yeah. disappears when because sometimes you think you're in a movie and it's like happening yeah. outside you but you're not inside it it's like a, a movie reel that's going so yeah. fast once that's kind of gone and then mum's like trying to process it what would you say to a, a, a parent or a mum to do just to take one step further at a time you know what would you what would you advise to find your purpose find a purpose that'll make you get up out of bed every day find your purpose that you want to just push yourself through for us it was Carson that's our purpose we live for her and that's you know it in a moment where it's just so dark in your life, if you can find the light and find something that that makes you just push through, which you will, do it. Find it. Do whatever you can to find it before you you get lost in this in this hole of, of sadness and emotion. Just find that little bit of light, and once you do, hang on to it and just keep climbing that rope. That's beautiful. So I'm just putting my cup down. <laughs> so I hope you didn't feel so pressured today because this is what it's all about. It's about me and you having a chat and um, sharing your experience. And I mean, already I know I have, I know lots of mums. It's made me appreciate my elder son even more now. Like I'm going to go and give him a hug because it's taking me back to me being mean to him and shouting at him. And, you know, I didn't sleep all night, so I'm going to be groggy the next day. And, yeah. you know, he did get a lot of like what you shouldn't have really like a lot of so I mean you know I'm taking away so much light so much hope from this conversation I'm sure everybody who listens to it will find something and April yeah you've basically if you've had any kind of niggles you know you've answered everything yourself and you know I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to pictures of Disney World and things like that so this is a beginning April so I will say this is our beginning of our friendship uh, it's the yep. beginning of our community. I want to still keep in touch. You never know, I might be calling you again after four babies later. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> You're like, Millie, take them off me. 
and Cass and be like, oh, I don't want to babysit anymore. <laughs> but either way, you know, this is the beginning of something really special. And yeah. I want to acknowledge you and thank you for your time, for the lovely words and for sharing your family with me and everybody who listens to this podcast. Um, you, have been, you. you have been amazing, April. And don't let anybody or anything make you feel like, oh, you know, what you have to give isn't as important or highly because this is just the beginning you know you don't know what seeds have been planted today you don't know where this will take you and um I hope it's giving you it's hope you're feeling a bit warm in your heart because it's making me feel warm too yes so this is this this was great I'm so glad I did this and you know what April I'm so proud of you Carson's so proud of you I'm sure your husband is amazing and your your mum as well yeah Yeah. I'm sure you know they're so awfully proud of you but yeah I really want you to have some you time you know like dedicate half a day maybe a week to say right it's April's time so go watch some Netflix or go go to the beach or something like that Um, but yeah or go write and you know just be as creative as you want to be or as you know as, as boring as you want to be but yeah have some April time because it's so so needed and so I want to give you a big thank you and like I said this is the beginning um, of our friendship of our community and hope we'll be reaching people all the way from Africa to India to you know Canada and I'm really really pleased that this kind of empowerment has started and I don't, I don't want to stop talking to you, April, but I'm going to have to let you go to your family, <laughs> get to the gym class, which I made you cancel. But yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. You've been an absolute diamond. And I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much.